Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CBG. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank. I hope you guys are having a great day today. Today on the podcast, we are spotlighting BayWAC with Tammy Levy, the Life Transitions Manager. She talks about how the program helps keep their clients connected and engaged with the community. On NKY at Work, Nancy Spivey is joined by Jenny Lamoth, Director of Coaching and Operations of Navigo Prep, who highlights youth science and how it aligns students into the workforce talent pipeline through helping them understand their aptitudes. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVGR Title Sponsor, Secret Consulting, our digital sponsor, and episode sponsor, Haran. It is almost February, which means many of our nominations are closing in the coming weeks, so I want to go ahead and highlight those for you guys again. Our Board of Directors nominations will close on Friday, February 17th. Members of the Northern Kentucky Chamber's Board of Directors are elected representatives of the Northern Kentucky Chamber's general membership and have the ultimate responsibility for NKY Chamber operations. We are also still seeking speakers for the upcoming DEI Summit, powered by Fifth Third Bank and co-hosted by St. Elizabeth. Speakers with expertise in diversity, equity, inclusion, and advancement are needed to lead breakout sessions in Investing in Equity, Building an Inclusive Region. Those applications are also due by Friday, February 17th. Nominations are also open for the 2023 Outstanding Women of Northern Kentucky Awards. These awards honor women who exemplify notable achievement and outstanding service to their professions or to the Northern Kentucky community. Those nominations are open through February 24th. Also, closing on February 24th are our applications for the Business Impact Awards presented by Huntington Bank. This annual awards ceremony recognizes and celebrates businesses and leaders across Northern Kentucky who are making an impact. Like I said, all of those applications are closing here in February, either next week or the week after. So go ahead and go to our website at nkychamber.com to get more and apply. Now, let's go meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and Nancy and I will be back here with your guests. CBG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 non-stop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. KMK Financial Group provides clients with the experience, resources, and personalized attention required to help families and small business owners build and transfer wealth. Mass Mutual Ascend is a leading provider of annuities and sees their products as more than just contracts. Riskversity provides expert risk management services for modern organizations across a variety of industries. 
MPI Consulting is a human resource consulting company with almost 50 years of experience serving clients as strategic consultants in employee relations, labor relations, diversity, equity, inclusion, and capability development. Eastern Personnel Services, Inc. is a full-service staffing firm that provides companies with professional workers, temporary, temp-to-hire, and direct hires. Hi, everyone. I am joined by Tammy Levy, who is the Life Transitions Manager at Baywack. Tammy, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. So tell me a bit about your organization for our viewers and listeners who might not know. Well, um, Maywack was started in 1973 when um, a group of parents and um, community members came together to express um, some concerns about adults who were beginning to age out of the public school system and their future and their well-being. Um, and at the time, well, our current president, Ken uh, Schmidt, was a young psychology graduate, and he felt that life skills um, or job skills education would benefit um, the clients. A lot of times they had been left out of I mean, different work opportunities. So if they could get those job skills in a sheltered environment, he felt that would only you know, improve their life, uh, their quality of life. So Baywack really started in the basement of a Hebron school with about 15 clients. Uh, we have a couple of those clients that are still actually clients at Baywack, uh, getting ready to celebrate 50 years. So um, we definitely have retained <laughs> our clients. and. Um, Quickly, Baywack grew, and we needed a much larger space. So we're currently off of Industrial Road in Florence, and um, we're in a, about a 10,000-square-foot building uh, that's been added on to several times as the programs have expanded. And um, I think, you know, a lot of times people don't have the opportunities, and Baywack has provided um, these adults with disabilities a place to come, learn some job skills, um, and even work on social skills and things like that. Yeah, you guys definitely fill a need in the community that is so great mm -hmm. that there are a lot of people now kind of in that space, but as you guys have been around for 50 years, I think you guys were probably kind of the forerunners yes. in northern Kentucky on taking care of uh, that gap. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was just something where parents, of course, you know, as your children get older, you're concerned about their future, and you want to know that they're going to have resources and um, things available to them, and Baywack really offered them those opportunities. So. Yeah. And that is incredible. So, Timmy, tell us a little bit about you and the Life Transitions program. Okay. Um, well, Life Transitions uh, started in 2002 because a lot of our clients were getting older. They were reaching retirement age. Um, so they were trying to find opportunities that would fit their needs. Um, some of their cognitive and physical um, changes, you know, were occurring. And maybe working on the production floor wasn't really fitting their needs. So... Uh, the Life Transitions program really started as um, a place where clients could come a couple hours a week and you know, just either do relaxation activities, games, um, crafts, uh, but soon hour, or, you know, a few hours a week wasn't enough. Right. So they needed, to, and they needed a bigger space. It initially started with about two offices. So um, in 2015, uh, a wing was built on to our current building. And the building was dedicated, or the Life Transitions building was dedicated to uh, Helen Ziegler. And her son is currently a client. He's 63 years old. And he's starting to transition into the Life Transition program. So it was a way where clients could stay connected with Baywack. They didn't have to leave. Um, I think Baywack definitely becomes a home yeah. to our clients. Um, they're comfortable with the staff. They're comfortable with all their friends that they've made. And... 
they honestly don't want to leave. So it allowed them to stay, but to transition, um, to, you know, just do activities that kind of fit their needs, um, where, you know, they can come full time. Mm -hmm. Currently, we have uh, 12 clients. Nine of those clients are full time. Um, but we also offer the opportunity where um, we've had clients that, you know, had surgery or were in an accident um, or maybe had an illness and they just need a break from the production floor mm -hmm. just to kind of recover. So Life Transitions offers them a place to go. Um, <clears throat> and once they're, you know, doing well, they can head back out to the production floor. We've also had, you know, kind of the reverse where people will start in Life Transitions and, um, you know, kind of develop, you know, I would say kind of the confidence, um, the skills to actually try doing some of the work and they'll transition to the production floor. Um, so it kind of can work both ways. Yeah, that's really neat that you guys have such a range of demographics mm -hmm. as well, it seems like, sure that is. you guys can really find how to serve each individual client. Right. Our clients um, currently in life transitions range from like age 47 to 70. So it is oh, yeah. quite an age range. Um, and even ability levels. You know, there are some clients that are in um, wheelchairs that may require a walker. There's other clients that, you know, are, you know have no physical issues at all so um, we can tailor it to fit their needs basically yeah. which is nice yeah that's really important and talk to me a little bit about and obviously it sounds like a unique program mm -hmm. anyway but what are some things that you really think stand out about this program um, first of all I think we try to keep our clients busy you know I, I want the clients to come and you know stay active I think that only helps them as they age uh, the more active they stay and so a lot of times we will offer them you know, different crafts to do, which may uh, work on fine motor skills, uh, things like that. But, um, and also give them different opportunities. I think through the years, you know, a lot of times they didn't get to do some of these fun things. And we will paint. Uh, I love that we will use different tools. We've used potato mashers. We've painted with marbles. We've painted <laughs> with Hot Wheels. Uh, you know, just using shaving cream, getting their hands dirty, um, letting them have the opportunity to cook. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the nice part of life transitions when we have a full kitchen, so we can use those kind of things. Um, so a lot of times I think when they go home, they don't have those opportunities uh, right. to do things. So really I think the biggest thing is to stay active, keep them moving. Um, now occasionally you do have clients that just need a little time to relax. Um, a typical day in life transitions usually starts with uh, our clients coming in and either maybe looking at magazines, doing a puzzle, watching their favorite show. We watch a lot of our me TV, a lot of the old TV shows, um, and you know, having their morning coffee. And then um, we usually have a segment like called This Day in History. So we'll focus on things that um, they remember, and it's an opportunity for them to reminisce about different um, events, different actors that they enjoy watching, or um, musicians they like listening to. Uh, we usually um, kind of transition into like crafts and games. Um, they play bingo every Wednesday, which they all love. They'll come in and ask, are we playing bingo today? <laughs> it's Wednesday, we're playing yes, bingo. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> Wednesday is bingo day. And, um, or we'll play Uno, we play card games, um, just, you know, anything to kind of have fun. Yeah. Um, and then in the afternoon, we usually try to do some physical activity. So when it's nicer, they love to take walks around the building outside. Um, but as it gets colder, we walk around the production floor. 
and that gives them the opportunity to you know keep those social connections um, they see their friends that you know they used to work next to every day um, they see other staff members that they worked with every day and so it kind of gives them an opportunity to get the physical exercise but then also have that social connection yeah. um, and we'll play trivia games it's they stay busy and what I like is I've had so many case managers come and visit their clients and they you know compliment us all the time gosh you guys try a lot of neat things you do um, fun activities and I think that you know speaks volumes to the work we're doing yeah that's incredible and tell me a little bit about the the greatest benefits that you guys see from doing all of this work that you're doing um, really I feel like socially the interaction they get socially is mm -hmm. the biggest benefit um, just being able to come to a place where they know they're gonna have fun um, they feel connected I think there's a connections that, that's kept um, in a safe you know place for them to go uh, they really develop like relationships with the staff and the other clients and um, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing that we offer them yeah that's awesome and think about I guess more from like a staff perspective mm -hmm. so the people that work for Baywatch yeah. how are you guys cultivating this community what what does it look like on your end just not on the client end um, I think on our end I've been blessed with you know staff that's willing to try anything um, and really they're there for the clients 100% um, I have a retired nurse who loves to do nails so on Wednesday afternoons she um, does the women's nails and can provide that service um, where we're not we're structured but then there's flexibility um, so we have clients that you're like okay I know that's important to them so we're gonna do the nails but then maybe you know playing bingo is important so we just kind of are able to tailor it um, I think the staff really they become connected mm -hmm. our clients are our family and it's really nice to be at a place where you know the staff wants to be there yeah. um, and our we always tell the clients you know at the end of the day did you have a good day that's that's our question and that's we just want to hear yes they had a good day um, that's the most important thing and I think that's for everybody that works at Baywack, that they are there for the clients. Yeah. And that's important. That is awesome. And one of the things I know you wanted to touch on is how the community can get involved mm -hmm. with Baywack. What kind of opportunities do you have to, you know, bring the community at large into your organization? Um, well, for life transitions specifically, I mean, we, we'd always welcome volunteers. If there's a person in the community that has a talent, uh, whether it's, you know, jewelry making or something, um, or you know some artistic talent and they like to paint you know they can come in and um, offer that up we've had people come in and um, help us uh, make a fairy garden um, so if you have gardening skills or something that you possess you know we would love to have people come in um, even one-on-one -on -one. I think our clients thrive on that one-on-one -on -one attention because a lot of times they don't get that I yeah. don't feel and um, so if they want to just spend you know one-on-one -on -one time with a client you know uh, playing a game, reading a book, that that's beneficial to life transitions. Um, for an agency as a whole, uh, we do have an upcoming golf outing, uh, June 13th. It'll be at the Boone Links Golf Course. And we're always looking for whole sponsors, people that would like to form a golf team. Um, I think another way to be involved is around Christmas time, we have the um, Baywack Holiday um, Stars, which is a gift drive. Um, since I've been there, it's been nice to see, um, I think it's 
you know, the most wonderful time of the year, as they right. say. But it really is at BayWAC. Um, so the gift drive allows people to donate and um, to buy gifts for our clients. Uh, we always ask our clients, you know, what would you like for Christmas? And at our annual BayWAC uh, Christmas party, which uh, we do have advanced construction who's been connected to um, BayWAC for many years, they provide a lunch. And their um, employees come and serve lunch to us. And then we're also, at that time, we give out the gifts to our clients. And just to see their faces, they're so excited, they're so appreciative, um, but without you know donations, that wouldn't be possible. So that's a, a big benefit if people would like to give to that. Yeah, that is awesome. We'll, we'll remind people of that <laughs> later in the year. It's crazy, we're yes, 2023, I, <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, but is there anything else, before I let you go today, about the Life Transitions program or about BayWAC in general that you want to share with our audience? Um, I just think BayWAC offers clients a place to go where they can be the best to their ability. Um, we, you know, our clients just range in abilities, age. It's, there's no one sane person, I guess. Um, but we're there for the clients. We want to see our clients succeed. Not only are you providing um, job training and a place for these people to go you're building a community and making connections well, which in, i think is incredible in community i'm glad you brought that up because um that's another thing that i forgot to mention is we try to keep them connected to the community uh creative agent uh, they provide us with um different musical programs different art artists that can come in and do activities uh, we've started having pet partners of greater cincinnati come in every month and um, bring a therapy animal and just to see the clients interact with the animals, um, even taking the clients on outings. Uh, COVID has trying to, you know, kind of changed some things, but we're getting back to that. Um, yeah. You know, taking clients out to lunch or maybe um, to a park, things like that. That helps um, keep the community connection. So I think that um, is another big thing that we offer. Yeah, and that is great. And like I said, anything else before I let you go today? It's just, for me, I've been at BayWAC for almost three years, and it's been a great place. I love going to a place where every day it's not like you're going to work. It's just, you know, you're there for the clients. Um, I think the clients probably give more to the staff than we actually give to the clients. Um, but you just, you know, seeing the clients uh, thrive, it's very rewarding. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit more about Baywack. I, uh, it was great to have you on. Thank you. I appreciate us you having us. Hi, I'm Nancy Spivey, Vice President of Talent Strategies for the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. And on today's At Work segment, we are talking to Jenny Lamoth. Jenny, tell me a little bit about Navigo. So Navigo is a college and career prep services. However, I don't feel like that encompasses everything that we do. Uh, we work with a lot of schools in Northern Kentucky and even Cincinnati uh, to really help just add on to what the schools are already doing. We go in and assist them with however we can. We have a curriculum that they might decide they want to use in their, in their schools with all the students. We also have tools like U-Science that help students kind of learn more about themselves and, and look at future careers. But we also go in and help with essential school, essential skills classes 
We um, have Lorraine O'Moore, who is the Northern Kentucky College and Career Connector, who I believe you might be speaking to soon. Um, and she really works hard to set up co-ops, internships, apprenticeships, all kinds of opportunities for students, anywhere from a speaker coming in to tours to job shadowing and everything in between. So you mentioned youth science. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. Can you explain it? Absolutely. So youth science is an aptitude assessment that helps students really understand what their aptitudes are and then how those relate to future careers. Many times we ask students what they're interested in, but they've only been exposed to things around them, maybe things their parents have done, neighbors, family members. Um, so there's this big exposure gap and youth science really closes that exposure gap. So it helps students see, oh, not only is this something I'd be good at, but what is it? Let me investigate a little bit more. So through their results, not only are they learning more about themselves, um, so there's kind of a social and emotional component, if you will, some self-awareness, but then how that applies to future careers. Uh, it's pretty powerful. I had my daughter take it, and she was between um, looking at going into nursing or going into biomedical engineering. And what she found out with her results, and she's a pretty self-aware kid, she, she knows what her strengths are, um, but it really helped her realize that the lab side and the more uh, research-focused areas were a better fit for her than maybe working directly with patients. Interesting. So help me understand, uh, how, is it for all ages? Is it specific question? grades? Yeah, so um, your aptitudes are really set at age 14. Um, and that's not to say we don't have a growth mindset, we're gonna continue learning things, but those are your natural gifts. Okay. So those natural gifts are really formed at age 14, which is ninth grade. Okay. Um, so the high school version of youth science, ninth grade and beyond is really what um, the results that I'm speaking about. However, we do have um, tools that we use through Navigo that are provided by youth science for sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. So it begins to have students thinking about, um, in sixth grade, there is an interest inventory, but it's not that typical, do you want to be this, do you want to be this? It's really getting at, what do you value? What kind of work do you think you would enjoy doing? Is it outdoors? Is it competitive? Is it creative? So instead of saying, hey, these are the things you, you said you were interested in doing, those careers, it says, hey, you really value work that is competitive or creative or um, it, it, something that you're doing outside. So it's really important for them to kind of start thinking about that. And then the seventh and eighth grade version really taps into their strongest aptitudes at that point, And it begins to have them look at industries that might align with their aptitudes. And then as they get to the ninth grade version, it really gives them the full results. So students in high school, um, in the schools that we're working with that utilize this, they will take it in ninth grade and then not take it again. So it's kind of a one and done situation. So they'll take it in ninth grade and start to dig through their results. We offer from Navigo um, several lesson plans throughout the grade levels from six through 12 to accompany those results so that they can start to dig into them and then dig a little deeper as they get closer to graduation. So ninth and 10th grade, it's really about getting in there and exploring. What are your aptitudes? What do those aptitudes mean and how do those relate? And then let's look at some careers that are good matches based on that. And then let's 
narrow that down to maybe two or three careers and look at what do you need for those careers? It is, is it an apprenticeship program? Is it a job training program? Is it associate's degree? It could be anything from um, you know, going straight into work and being an apprenticeship to a four-year degree and beyond. Um, so it's helping them start to think about their future and what's involved in getting where they want to be. And then in 11th grade, they start to look at, um, and again, these are our lesson plans that kind of help them extract more information from their results, is um, looking at, okay, how do I use my results to really introduce myself on a resume or a cover letter? And then as they get into their um, final year of school, utilizing their results, how can I prepare for an interview? How can I verbalize these powerful things about me? Um, I took it. I think I was 49 at the time, and I remember thinking, I would have never said it this way. Gosh, this makes me sound way more important, <laughs> way smarter than I did the way that I had it on my resume. So it, it was pretty interesting. It kind of, for me, it helped me like solidify, oh yeah, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It felt right, but you never know. Um, and then there were some things that I was like, huh. Well, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, that makes sense. So it sounds like it can work with other assessments. It's kind of a tool that isn't necessarily a standalone tool. Yeah. It, it can serve as further guidance for the guidance counselors, Absolutely. parents, students. Yes, it really um, does help kind of add on. So a lot of schools, again, will use those interest inventories. Um, I know one school district that we work with, uh, Dayton Independent Schools, they do some incredible work with character strengths and helping students really recognize those strengths. So this is a great complement with that um, and just takes it to that next level of understanding. So from an employer's perspective, what is this tool good for? Is it something valuable to me? Great question. So what's really something that I think um, is, is super powerful for industry is to say, hey, look what's coming down the pipe look at what the aptitudes are in high school in our region. So for businesses that are already here that are maybe really trying to, to fill their pipeline, um, it looks like that maybe we've got a lot of folks who have a high aptitude in XYZ and that's what we're looking for. So maybe we need to start investing a little bit more into the, to the high schools and maybe the middle schools and, and help students start to explore our industry or explore our business. And then maybe they have a little bit more of an affinity to us than another business in the same industry. But if nothing else, we're really getting them that exposure um, and getting them excited about the work that's out there and just really opening our doors. Um, the other thing that I think is really powerful, even like for the region, is um, last February we pulled together a talent pipeline report. So basically there were about 10,000 students at that point who had completed their youth science assessments. So we were able to take that aggregate data and look and see, okay, look what the top aptitudes are in the region. Let's look at um, for males and females, what do we have here as their top aptitudes? So it, what we have found is for females, they tend to have 2.5 times more aptitude for areas in industry, construction, I'm sorry, healthcare industry, construction, um, logistics, some of those areas that maybe sound more male dominated historically, um, they have that aptitude. They just don't have the interest. So we need to help them, 
help them be exposed so they can develop the interest. Because they may not have interest because they don't know what's available. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we also see um, a huge exposure gap, and it's more like three and a half times more for students of color um, to really be able to have that aptitude, but they don't have the interest. So it, it helps us, especially if we have businesses in the area who are like, you know what, we really want to diversify our employees. We want to make sure that we've got more people of color working for us, more women. And so maybe this is an opportunity that they see, okay, then we need to start exposing students at a younger age so they know this is here. We hear about all those um, uh, opportunities for girls in STEM. And then my daughter even took, um, took advantage of some of those opportunities. But there's so much more we need to be doing. Um, so this is a way to be able to see where those areas are. Another thing to think about for the region is if we have this data, and I'm hoping we'll be able to pull it again this summer and maybe have close to 20,000 students who have completed the assessment. If the chamber is trying to convince a business to come and build here or open up a hub or something like that, we can say, hey, look, the aptitudes are here. Come here. We'll be able with to, us. Yes, partner <laughs> with us. We can keep our students here in the region so they're not leaving. Um, so that, I think there's a lot of opportunity for future planning for the region off of this data as well. So at the micro level, it's really helping the individual student. Um, but all the way at the macro level, can we help the region and really um, look forward and be able to plan um, more, I guess, more purposefully? Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like uh, it's relatively new in our community. Mm -hmm. We've got almost 20,000 students participating so far. So looking ahead, you know, in the next couple of years, it might even be something that I might be able to put on my resume that I completed and here's my aptitudes. Absolutely. So yes, I can see, you know, in the, you know, foreseeable future, we're going to see our data driving, you know, workforce development even further. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we do Navigo Scholars, um, and that is where we partner with businesses to give students those opportunities. And it's a um, after-school program. Um, it happens in the evenings. And we partner with Duke, Toyota, St. Elizabeth, U.S. Bank. I know I'm forgetting a ton. Um, but, you know, even like Duke and St. Elizabeth, they want to see those aptitudes when they're working with the students. And they have realized now that this is what we can tap into. St. Elizabeth, they have so many opportunities for students to um, the MOON program, to, to all of these programs. And if they can really hone in on those kids who have the aptitudes and just need the exposure, then they're really going to be able to focus hard on those students. And when you think about it for an employer, if you're hiring someone, you know, I've hired people in the past and I've thought, I think this is a good fit. I hope this is a good fit. I hope they're happy. I'm going <laughs> to invest in them. And you just hope they stay, right? And you keep investing in them. But maybe you hired somebody that's a good fit personality-wise, but maybe not for the actual job itself. And so if you're able to talk to them about youth science, if they've taken it, then I feel like from the HR end of things. You're not putting as much money, human, all these resources into training someone if maybe they're not the best fit down the road. And this is almost like a little bit of a crystal ball to say, hey, yeah, you may not know anything about this, but you've got the aptitude for it. And we believe in you, so let's just move forward and get you trained. So I, I just think there's so many implications. Um, it's pretty powerful. So if people want to find out more, they 
go to your website? Is there yep. information there? So um, they can go to navigoprep.com. They can certainly just reach out to us there, um, and we can meet up with them. We do one-to-one -one coaching as well. So if it's someone who has a high school or even middle school or even college student <laughs> who, who might be just trying to find their path, we can help with that as well. So, yeah, they can go to our website and just reach out to us, and we're happy to help. Great. Good information. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, Account Executive, Kentucky Market Leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast today and listening to our conversations with Tammy of Baywack and Jenny of Navigo Prep. It was really great to hear from these two great organizations doing such impactful work in our community. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVG, Crew Consulting, and Haran. Don't forget to check out our website for our open nominations so that you can nominate a great leader, an outstanding woman, or an impactful business in Northern Kentucky. Finally, if you are a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're someone who is interested in joining the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, please reach out to Lynn Ablin. Or if you're interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NK White Work, please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find both of their contact information on the screen in front of you at our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I'll talk to you next week.